Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 14th of April, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. The Swiss bank Credit Suisse forecasts that Venezuela's economic growth in 2022 will be around 20%. At the beginning of the year, the projection was less than 5%, but with the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Venezuelan oil is expected to contribute much more to the country's economy. In addition to this, according to the latest report from the Central Bank of Venezuela, in March, a monthly inflation rate of 1.4% was recorded, the lowest figure since 2012. The government, through the Ministry of Productive Economy, committed to working with the Venezuelan Chamber of Food Industry to strengthen domestic food production during 2022. Despite this, domestic producers still face many difficulties. The president of the Venezuelan Federation of Rice Producers Association said that it is very difficult to compete with the government's imports. The authorities recently imported more than 25,000 tons of rice despite domestic production being in full harvest. The tariff exemption on imports makes the competition between imports and domestic products very unfair. Now let's talk a little bit about education and politics. On Friday the 8th, Gabriela Álvarez, a graduate of the Simón Bolívar University, pointed out the lack of ethics and leadership of the vice-rectors of the university in her graduation speech. She also said that the national government was responsible for the university's decadence. Upon hearing this, the rectors left the graduation ceremony and refused to give her her degree. The news spread on Twitter and Instagram and the users echoed in support of the young woman's speech. At 6 p.m., when the ceremony was over, she was handed her degree. But why would this graduate attack the university's authorities? Well, the rector and two vice-rectors were appointed in September by the Ministry of University Education, disrespecting the University Council and the law of universities. Moving on to some international news. In Italy, two aunts of Camilla Fabri, Alex Saab's wife, were arrested. Four warrants had been issued for Fabri's family and another one for her in Italy. Two of her relatives have not been arrested yet. She wasn't detained either because she's in Venezuela. These arrests are part of the investigation against Alex Saab. Fabri claims that it is all a conspiracy against her. In addition to this, on Friday the 8th, it was disclosed that in 2013, Alvaro Pulido, Alex Saab's partner, met with Luis Giusti, CEO of Citgo, as well as Luis Sanchez, the vice president of Fondo Global de Construcciones. These three people traveled to Ecuador on private flights paid by Saab. Both Pulido and Sanchez have been accused of laundering money through their companies. On the same day, Citgo's board of directors dismissed Luis Giusti. The decision had been taken a couple weeks ago and was announced on Friday the 8th without specifying the reasons why Giusti was forced to resign. Also in international news, after Russia was expelled from the UN Human Rights Council on Thursday the 7th, several organizations have called the UN to do the same to Venezuela, China, and Cuba. On local news, the magistrates of the Supreme Court of Justice have not been elected yet. Pedro Carreño a radical socialist deputy, assured that this is due to differences within the socialist party itself and that they are unable to reach a consensus. A member of the opposition, 
Deputy Jose Gregorio Correa assures that it is possible to elect magistrates and have a more equal parliament if the government and the opposition engage in a constructive dialogue. Meanwhile, on Friday the 8th, the President of the Supreme Court of Justice, Michael Moreno, announced that the Supreme Court, with its obsolete magistrates, created 21 houses of justice and peace throughout the country. These spaces will serve to resolve community conflicts, ensuring access to justice for all citizens. Now let's talk about airspace. On Monday the 11th, Russia approved a project that, in collaboration with Venezuela, aims to explore space for peaceful purposes. This project is a part of cooperation agreements between Russia and Venezuela, and is similar to those Venezuela has with China and India. Also, Conviasa, the Venezuelan state-owned airline, will be the only airline in Latin America with direct flights to Qatar. The airline will start operating flights before the inauguration of the World Cup, which will be held at Qatar in November. The National Institute of Civil Aeronautics announced that the frequency of flights between Venezuela and Argentina has been increased to 14 weekly flights and soon two airlines will be added to operate flights between Venezuela and Chile. The National Institute of Meteorology and Hydrology reported that a heat wave is affecting the entire national territory. Temperatures are forecast to reach 40 degrees Celsius throughout the month of April. Let's talk about opportunities and culture. Sitgo's Simon Bolivar Foundation, in alliance with Baylor University, offers scholarship for doctors who wish to pursue a diploma in tropical medicine. The application period will be between June and September 2022. Up to seven scholarships will be awarded. Students who win the scholarships will begin their studies at Baylor's National School of Medicine in January 2023. The documentary, Viva Maestro, is now available in theaters in the United States. This film follows Gustavo Dudamel, the famous Venezuelan orchestra conductor, known for breaking classical music protocols. The documentary was filmed in 2017 in Venezuela, in midst of the protests against Maduro. Moreover, the director spoke up for the first time and said that he was against Maduro's regime. A new Venezuelan work will be on display in the Colombian capital, Bogotá. A new Venezuelan work will be on display. The chromatic induction ring was inaugurated on the 31st of March at the Universidad Jorge Tadeo Lozano. This mosaic tile installation was designed by Carlos Cruz Diaz, and it took him 17 years to complete. Carlos Cruz Diaz, Jr., gave the opening remarks on behalf of the foundation and his father, who passed away in 2019. And to close this edition, Elisa Andrade, a Venezuelan living in Shenzhen, China, says that the current confinement in that city is much worse than the one she had to undergo in 2020. Due to the Chinese measures to prevent people from contracting any of the coronavirus variants, under the slogan COVID-0, the mobility restrictions are very strict. Andrade says that citizens are not allowed to leave their apartments, not even for shopping. In addition to that, there are people dressed in white patrolling the streets to prevent citizens from leaving their residences. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. And happy Easter! You can support us by subscribing to our show. This way you'll never miss an episode. 
Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela and Twitter at Rorschach V. Hasta la próxima!